Well, greetings all of our family and friends. I want to thank you for joining us today in our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. It is a privilege to be with you again uh, on this Wednesday afternoon. We believe God is going to speak tremendously to those under the sound of my voice. So I'm going to give you just a minute to come in and to uh, to uh, share the broadcast. Let us know where you're coming from and what area so we can keep that in our prayers. We believe God wants to speak directly to us and that there's going to be a release of the word. Let me know that I'm coming in through clearly. Uh, we're, we're expecting God to move in a great, great way. So if you can, I'm going to ask you to, uh, again, share the podcast, like the podcast. Let us know where you're joining in from. And we're going to believe that God is going to add grace uh, to this broadcast. Shalom, Sister Nicole. So good to see you. Blessings to you and your family. Thank you. Uh, let us know you can hear everything okay. It's coming through correctly, and we're going to prepare in just a moment to get to the word of the Lord. Uh, we believe God wants to speak in a tremendous way, and that as he does, uh, hearts will be mended, minds will be delivered, and he'll get the glory in everything that we do, and that is our goal, that is our desire. So thank you for joining us. Um, I'm going to do the same as you're coming in. So good to see you, Pastor uh, you can hear us just fine. Thank you for that, Pastor Jessica. Uh, Shumela, so good to see you. Sister Eunice, the Lord bless you. Thank you for coming in. Uh, I'm going to ask you if you would, while you're coming in, Sister Isabel, blessings to you. Thank you for being with us. I'm going to ask you to grab your phone as I'm grabbing mine. And we're going to hit this uh, share button, this um, uh, subscribe button, and you can help us share the good news of the kingdom. We believe God wants to speak directly to us and that there would be a release of the hand and presence of the Lord. So I'm doing the same. I'm going to this Rock International, and I'm hitting this share button. Somebody already shared. Thank you for that. You beat me to it. We're praying that as the good news of God goes forward, he'd be glorified in everything that we're doing. So we're praying that wisdom would come forward and that his mind would be revealed and that uh, we would hear from him today in a great, great way. So happy Wednesday to everybody, we pray that God's blessing and favor would abound and that as we're preparing to share, uh, we believe God is going to speak to our hearts in a tremendous way. So thank you for being with us and uh, we're praying the blessing of the Lord over each and every listener. Uh, amen. I'm glad you can hear us and uh, we're going to get ready to go right to the word. Thank you for joining us. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We're praying that God's uh, blessing and favor would abound and that as we go to forward in this podcast, we'd hear from him in a great, great way. So let's start with a word of prayer as you're coming in. Uh, thank you for sharing. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We ask you to speak to our hearts, minister to our spirits, the word of the Lord. Open up our understanding. Open up the mind of God. Open up mysteries that we would hear from you and be changed and transform. Speak to our hearts and minister to our spirits that which is good and right and true and give us revelation of the depth of the height and the width to know the love of God that passes understanding. I ask you for direction. I ask you for your purpose to remain and for you to speak to us in a great and mighty way. Now I pray that miracles would flow through the podcast that as we go forward, we would hear from you and we'd be transformed. This I pray in Jesus mighty name. Somebody that agrees say amen and amen. So thank you for being with us. We're going to get right to the word. Uh, again, it is uh, the 20th or the 21st of February. Uh, the year is moving by very rapidly. Good to see you, Julie. Blessings to you. Uh, thank you for being here. I believe God wants to speak to us in a great, great way. 
And so we're going to go ahead and start with uh, the book of Romans, chapter number uh, 8 and verse 21. This is our key verse. Uh, the name of this podcast is Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. And we have a vision to see the earth and everything in creation brought into freedom. Blessing Sister Joemma, so good to see you. Uh, amen. Bless you, Wendy, all the way from South Africa. The Lord bless South Africa. We have plans to be in South Africa in the month of April, the last weekend of April with our good friends and brothers, Apostle Howard and Jackie Pio. So we're looking forward to seeing South Africa soon. Uh, but the Lord bless you, Sister Wendy. Uh, but again, this, this podcast is named after uh, the uh, Freedom Global because we believe that God wants to bring freedom around the nations of the world and then through all of creation and I believe that's God's intention so let's start here here's what Romans chapter number 8 and verse 21 says it says because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious uh, freedom of the children of God I'll read that again because everything created has a self and shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious freedom of the sons and daughters of God into the children of God so the children of God are those who bear uh, and bring freedom to their generation here is what Romans 8 21 says because everything created has a being I'm gonna go back to this and I was as I was studying this this morning bless you sister Nina so good to see you uh, everything created has a being now the word creation there is the word katesis it means um, it means ordinance built institution organization so everything created was made by a creator for a purpose and a plan the sun has a purpose the moon has a purpose the stars have a purpose the butterfly has a purpose the the grass has a purpose the creator makes everything with a purpose and the bible says that one of the purposes of creation the heaven and the earth is that it would be filled with the glory of god the earth was made for the glory of god heaven was made for the glory of god and everything created reflects those in leadership over it look at verse uh number 21 again the creation itself now this word uh itself means the word autos i'm gonna ask you to write that down it's spelled like automobile auto a-u-t-o autos it's it's pronounced autos it means themselves itself the same so the creation reflects the creator and so everything created reflects the creator but it also begins to reflect the one who's operating in dominion over it a good king can be seen in his kingdom a, a good government produces good goodness in the government a wicked government reflects wickedness in creation i want to tell you the bible says every knee will bow every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of all to the glory of God the Father in heaven, in earth, and beneath the earth. So creation reflects the creator, number one, but also the one who is in authority over that creation. So either creation will start to look more like Jesus because the leader of that 
uh, environment, the one in authority over that environment is, is moving like Christ, talking like Christ. You see, our job is to be imitators of Christ, is that we look like him, we sound like him, and that when God raises you up, whatever area of authority of rule, whether it's business, whether it's city, whether it's town, whether it's state, whether it's nation, whether it's church, whether it, whatever sphere, you've got to make that sphere resemble the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So I've got to look like him, and then whatever's under my authority looks like me. You see, uh, the, your car is a reflection of you, whether it's a Pinto, whether it's a, it's a Mercedes, how you keep the car. You know, say, well, the car is kind of raggedy. Are you keeping it clean? You know, I, I got a Pinto, so I might as well leave wrappers from fast food and ketchup packets everywhere. I might as well leave the car in disarray. And what you have is a reflection of how you see yourself, how you keep the thing, how you steward the thing. If there's order there, there's order in here, the house. I'm not getting on you sisters, but men too. Bless you, Brother Davion. Uh, the house, the order of the house is a reflection of how you see yourself. So what you govern begins to reflect. Now you can keep a house in order or disorder. I'm, I'm talking here. Creation. Here's what the Bible says. Let's go. We're going to go to Psalms 19 verse one. The heavens reflect the glory of God because God is in authority over the heavens. Now, the reason the earth looks the way it does is because the earth is now under the authority of man. God has all power, but he gave authority to man. Bless you, uh, Rochella. So good to see blessings watching from Cape Town. God bless you, uh, Cape Town, one of our favorite places there in South Africa. We love Cape Town. We love the, the, that region. Uh, verse 19, verse 1, it's to the chief musician, a psalm of David. So David's writing, and the Bible says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. I'm going to say that again. The heavens declare the glory. They reflect him. So heaven looks like God. That's why there's no sickness there. There's no disease there. There's no poverty there. The earth is in, the, the heavens are in perfect order. They, there's no, there's no, there's no graveyard in heaven. There's no pharmacist in heaven. You don't get sick. There's no bank in heaven. You're not poor. Heavens look just like the one in charge. Uh, amen. Bless you, Sister Cindy. But if you go to Psalms 115, verse 16, the Bible says the heavens, we're going to go there, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth, Psalms 115, and verse 16 says, the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the authority over earth he's given to the children of men. So you want to know why the earth is out of order? Why there's death in earth, there's poverty in earth, there's that. Well, they say, you say, Apostle, uh, you've heard that question. If God is a good God, why does he allow evil things in the earth? God doesn't allow it, we allow it. The one who's in charge is the one who's responsible. We are responsible for the chaos. God left us the authority. See, when God gave us the planet, if you read your Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, he made it good and perfect. And then he recreated in six days the earth that became dark between Genesis 1 and 1 and 1 to go there. Genesis 1, God created a heaven and earth, a heaven and earth, and that heaven and earth that he made, God made in a heaven and earth. And Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God made and created a heaven and earth. Verse 2, and the Bible says, and the earth 
uh, was without form. The word was is the Hebrew word hayah, which means became. So between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, something happened. Satan fell like lightning and brought, a, a brought formlessness and darkness to the face of the deep. He began to bring chaos, the demonic force. The Bible says, I, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. So then now the Bible says the spirit of God moved on that darkness, that deep on that formlessness and then begin to speak verse three then then the bible says god begin to bring order to the earth with his word let there be light now this word let there is translated light be we we read let there be but light just is now now natural light didn't come till day four this is the light of the glory this is the light you were born here we are children of light if you can call your yourself existing the moment god said let light be you were brought into existence as children of light the moment god said light be uh, let light be verse number three and four says then god saw that the light was good then he divided light from darkness miracles from from lack he divided healing from disease he divided blessing from curses this happened from before Bless you, Kingdom Living. Good to see you. Bless you, Sarah. So good to see you. Cameo, so good to see you. Thank you for joining. Uh, he divided. So whenever Jesus healed, he didn't heal from today. He healed from Genesis 1 and verse number 4. Where everything God did, he already did. So when God said, let there be light, and he divided every light from every darkness, Jesus, every miracle he did, he pulled back from this day and brought it into, into, into today, if that makes sense. He divided the light from the darkness and then began to recreate the earth that had become void and dark with his words. We don't know how many times this took place. All we know, God made a heaven and earth. It became dark. Satan brought chaos. Then he brought order back to the earth. Then the Bible says, Genesis chapter number one, verse 26, he brings a spirit being into existence and said, let us make a man in my image after my likeness and give them governing rulership over the earth the way I rule the heavens. I'm going to put them in charge and they're going to rule down here the way I rule here. This is called a kingdom system. All right. This is called a kingdom system that in order for a prince to become a king, they need a territory. See, people want to go to heaven. Blessings, Brother Ray. And heaven is wonderful. You want to know why people want to go to heaven? Because there's no bills in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no disease in heaven. There's no headaches in heaven. You don't get backaches. You don't have you don't have credit card bills. You don't have uh, you don't have problems with your marriage and your children. Everything's in perfect order. But in heaven, you are a prince. In the earth, you're a king. That's why God sent you to the earth. And what God had in the book of Genesis, he'll have in Revelation. The earth in perfect order with some sons and daughters ruling it. That's the ultimate goal. He said, they're going to have dominion and let them be in my image, in my likeness, and give them dominion over the fish of the sea, over the cattle, over everything upon the earth. Genesis 2 and verse number 6 is now, we're fast forwarding. Now that spirit being comes into existence. And the Bible says, Genesis 2, verse number 6, and there went a mist and watered the face of the ground. So God has not let rain come yet in the earth, but he's watering the ground with a mist from under the ground. 
and now water and 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 earth mix which makes mud mud man verse 7 says now god waters earth because god even cannot form dry earth you want to be formed you want to be molded by god you've got to put some water on your earth i, I make a joke and say hey hey you know don't be ashy you know ashy means your, your skin is dry you need some cocoa butter, some Vaseline, some, some, some moisturizer on those ashy elbows. Why? It's, it's without water. Earth needs water. Even God needs earth to be watered so he can form it. Your earth, I'm, I'm earth, I'm flesh, but my flesh needs the water of the word, the presence of God to make me moldable. And the Lord formed the man out of the, the, the word ground is here, mud, earth, and water, and then breathed into his face nostrils or face the hebrew word is face face to face he breathed his face into the face of man and what was in god is now in a vessel are you listening god took his substance spirit of god and put his breath in a in a vessel in the earth ground earth realm and said rule here the way i rule there this is god now are you listening? He said he breathed on him. See, this is why we must pursue the face of God because when you see the face of God, you remember what you look like. First John 3 verse 2, they can put it up there. Here is what it says. We're going back to Genesis 2 verse 7. Bless you, Brother Tommy John. So good to see you from Fresno. Sister Crystal, blessings. Thank you for joining us. Denise, welcome to the podcast. Melissa, thank you for being here. Beloved, we are the sons of God and it's not clear what we will be. But we know when we can see him, the word appear, doesn't mean come to get us. I know that's what we think. When he's, when he's revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. When you see him, you remember how he made you. Because he lives in you and I live in him. He lives in you and you live in him. He lives in me and I live in him. I'm one with him. I'm bone of bone. I'm flesh of flesh. The two become one. This is a mystery and we don't understand them. He said, be one with me. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. God bless you, Maria. So good to see you. Thank you for being here. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Genesis 2 verse 7. So God is face to face with man. This is why the glory comes when the angels are face to face. The cherubim must be faith. There must be agreement. There must be unification and vision. He breathed on the man face to face and, and filled the earth suit, the earth vessel, the earth container with what he is. He put his substance inside of man and man became a living soul. Now, Verse 8 says, Now, and the Lord put a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man he formed. So there's no death in the garden. There's no disorder in the garden. There's no poverty in the garden. There's no sin in the garden. And man made a decision separate from God that brought sin into the world and death into the world. Through one man, sin entered the whole world. But through one man's obedience, so go back to Romans 8, 21, creation looks like its creator, then it begins to look like the one ruling it. The heavens look like God. Are you listening? The, he the heavens look just like Jesus. They, the heavens don't got sickness. The heavens don't have, you wanna know why there's hood? 
You know what that word hood is? You can put hood there. Bless you, Sister Natalie. There's hood in Cape Town. There's hood in Africa. Uh, there's hood even in London. You know, we've been to recently to London. We've been to Paris. We've been to Rome. We, we were blessed to be able to go to Venice and all these beautiful places. All of these places, I said all of them have a hood. You know what a hood is? Uh, it's, it's, it's short for neighborhood, but a hood is a ghetto. A ghetto is a place that's impoverished, a place of crime, a place of poverty, a place of disease, a place of sickness, a place of, of where you don't feel safe. You, you're in a nice area, you make a left or a right, and all of a sudden it gets dark. All of a sudden, you, you want to lock your door. All of a sudden, you want to grab your purse. All of a sudden, you can feel an environment shift, and that's called the hood, the, the hood, the ghetto. Every place, there's ghettos everywhere. And these ghettos and these environments of disorder are a byproduct of wrong leadership, wrong government, wrong, wrong living. When a lot of us came out of the hood. Amen. Praise the Lord. But God wants to go into the darkness and release the light. Verse 21, the creation has a self or an autos. It resembles the creator. It resembles one in authority. And this is why everything in creation is waiting Look at the word, next word, to be delivered. Now, I'm all for deliverance. Blessings, Pastor Lorraine, so good to see you from Fresno. I am for deliverance. But I'll say this, as I heard a minister say it, I'm going to repeat it. There is a, deliver, a, a difference between deliverance and exorcism. We've got a lot of exorcists. God bless you, Sister Cassandra. I said, we've got a lot of exorcists going on. You know what exorcists are? The sons of Sceva, according to the book of Acts, were exorcists. They would drive out a demon for money, for power, for fame, and for notoriety. They didn't do it because they loved the people. They did it to look powerful. They did it to look like they could earn a living. They, they were paid to get demons out. And they were doing their job. The sons of Sceva, according to the word, were exorcists. Are you listening? I'm going to take you to the book of Acts. The sons of Sceva were exorcists in the book of Acts. That's uh, found in Acts. And these sons of Sceva, they were paid to remove demons. Acts chapter 19. We're going to go to verse, uh, we're coming back in a moment. Now, I do believe in deliverance, but there's a difference between deliverance and exorcism. I said there's a deliverance. There's a difference between deliverance. Go to Acts 19, verse 13, and exorcism. Deliverance is a process of relationship. So anyone who is a man or woman that has authority in the earth, who knows who they are, can cast out a spirit. You say, well, you got to know the name of Jesus. No, no, no. You can't use the name of Jesus if you don't know Jesus. So this is why these exorcists, let's read this here. Uh, Acts 19, 13, exorcism is for money, for fame, for power to look strong. And you don't have any relationship with who you just exercised. Deliverance is a process of relationship and discipleship. So you cast out a demon, say amen. Then you counsel the man and pray with the woman and build relationship with them so the demon doesn't come back and bring seven more spirits and it be worse than the first. Something is wrong with what's happening on, on television, on the, on the online, you know, online exorcism. It's, it's, something's wrong. It smells funny. 
It's wrong. It's not that we shouldn't cast demons out. That's important. But there is a the difference between exorcism. Verse 13 says, and there were certain vagabond Jews. You know what vagabond means? They didn't have any, 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 any tribe. They were strollers. They were, they, they didn't plant anywhere. They weren't from Levi. They weren't from, uh, they weren't from Nephtali. They weren't from Judah. They were vagabond. They went from here to there. Didn't have any roots. Didn't have any pastor. Weren't accountable to know. Some of some of the people we need to be careful who we're listening to online that don't even have a pastor, that don't even go to church, that aren't even that, that won't stay married for more than a weekend. Are you listening to me? Vagabonds. They they come and go. They're anointed. They they talk real good. Yeah, but praise God, they were vagabond Jews, but the Bible says they were exorcists. I'm in verse number 13 here. Exorcist, exorcistasi, one who extracts an oath, one who employs a formula of conjuration for expelling demons. So demons are illegal on the planet, and the only spirits that have legal authority are human beings because spirits have a body. Every spirit that doesn't have a body is illegal. This is the law. So when the devil showed up on the planet and borrowed the body of the serpent to speak with the woman, the woman could have kicked him off the planet because he was there illegally. But he was borrowing a vessel. Exorcist, the Bible says, and the Bible says, uh, took upon to call over them who had evil spirits in the name of the Lord, saying, we adjure you in the name of Jesus that Paul preached. Now, they're trying to get this demon out in the name of Jesus, and this demon recognizes they can't come in this authority. So they, it meant that this was their job. They were exorcists. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, a chief of priests, which did so seven of them. They were sons, they were Jew, they were Jewish, they had covenant, and this was their job. And the evil spirit said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And the men whom the evil spirit leapt on them, overcame them, prevailed against them, and fled. So I will repeat to you, there is a difference between exorcism and deliverance. Deliverance is a process of relationship. And we will do more harm than good if we try to cast a demon out, but we do not disciple them. We do not follow up with them. We get them to the altar and get them coughing up in, in the trash can so we look powerful. Now, nothing wrong with coughing up in a trash can, but you shouldn't be coughing up next month in the trash can. You shouldn't be the same person with the same spirit the next month. It means there was no training and discipleship. You did exorcism. You didn't do deliverance. There was a show to show how powerful you are, but there was no relationship to keep the demon out. For the Bible says, if that demon goes out and says, I'm coming back to my house and there's no, and there's, there's no Holy Ghost there, they're going to bring seven more demons and the state of the man will be worse than the first. I'm just talking the Bible to you. So go back to verse 21. Creation has to be delivered. Now this word deliverance is eleutheo. Th through L-U-T-O-R-O, it means to make free, to set at liberty, Romans 8, 21. Creation has a being again. Creation has a self. For it, creation makes a frequency. Let me give you this verse, Isaiah 55, verse number 12. It says that everything created makes a sound. For you will go out with joy. You got a sound to make. You got to walk in what's called the joy of the Lord. 
And the Bible says that as you go out with joy and the first thing the devil wants to take is your joy. And I've heard it said before, I'm going to repeat it. Joy is not an earthly emotion. Joy is not happiness. It's called the joy of the Lord. And only believers can have joy that is not predicated by circumstance. Happiness is based on feelings. Happiness is based on money in the bank conditions of the environment around you but joy comes from God and the joy I have the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it that's why it's called the joy of the Lord and believer unbelievers cannot have the joy of the Lord it's for only believers who know the Lord that's why you count it joy when you fall into diverse temptations trials so joy is not earthly possible it's called a fruit of the spirit love joy and then shalom peace you got to know your love, then you got to rejoice. And that's why most believers aren't operating in power because we don't walk in joy. We're depressed. We're mad. We're emotionally unstable. Help us, Lord. But it says here, for you will go out in joy. So deliverance really comes from joy. The power for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you will be led forth with peace. Now, shalom is now the peace of God. Love, joy, peace. You will be led forth with peace. The mountains and hills will break forth into singing. Hear me. The mountains will start to sing and the trees will begin to clap their hands because everything created is waiting for you to step into your destiny. Go back to Romans 8, 21. Everything created is making a sound. It is making a cry. We're finding in quantum physics, I said it before, I'll say it again, everything that exists Everything that, 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 bless you, Sister Lori Jacob, so good to see you. Everything that exists in quantum physics, all matter has sound waves in it. And the Bible says, verse 22, that everything in creation is groaning. It's the sound of travail. It's the sound you feel you hear when you walk into labor and delivery. And all of these women are, are groaning and crying and moaning. And you hear, oh, everything is under a groan. The sun and the moon and the star and the systems and the mountains and the, and, and the spheres of influence, Hollywood and, 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 uh, and, and, and business and, and the stock market and education and religion and property and land. Everything is making a groan and making a cry, waiting for the manifestation of the sons. Go back to verse 21. Everything created has a being and shall be set free from the dominion of corrupt government, delivered from the bondage, which is the word slavery. And there are two forms of slavery biblically that you see over and over the Egyptian style of slavery and the Babylonian type of slavery. The Egyptian style of slavery Slavery, number one, is labor. It is working without recompense. It is enslavement that keeps you always sowing but never reaping. Always, it's going to the job and putting 40, 60, 80 hours for that week. And then payday comes and there is no wage. There is no salary. There is no, no, no relief. There is, there's no, no money comes. So now you're working without reward. There's a spirit of slavery and slavery wants to keep you bound. Bless you, Sister Rose Bonet. Good to see you. Bless you, Brother Danny Bonet. It's trying to keep you sowing and never reaping. 
trying to keep you uh, investing and, and, and giving and, 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 and never seeing a harvest. But I prophesy that spirit of slavery is breaking off and you're coming out. I'm coming out of Egypt. But the second kind of slavery is Babylon. And the Bible says the church, according to Revelation, is locked in a force, a battle over the spirit of the age. And the Bible prophesies that Babylon, Babylon the great will fall. Babylonian system is also slavery, but it is looking for world dominance. Babylon is going nation to nation to bring them under the yoke of their power. Now Babylon goes into Israel because Israel turns from God and backslides as they always did and always do. They turn, God turns them over to Babylonian captivity and they take the best. Daniel is taken into Babylon and there for 70 years and he's in this system he is under this yoke, and the job of Babylon is to rename the thing. So you were Daniel, now I'm gonna change your name to Belshazzar. I'm changing it now. I'm, a, I'm gonna call things what I wanna call it. You're a man and now I can be a woman. They even got this foolishness that you can relate to an animal. So now don't call me man, call me eagle. Call me, call, call me chicken bird. Call me chicken wing. You, you can be whatever you want. Call me snake now. People getting snake tattoos and getting scales on them. Now, I, I relate to an I feel more like a snake than I do. I feel, just call me the dog. Call, call me call me the chicken. Call, help us, Lord. Not, you can call yourself what, there is no creator. There is no, there is no intention and there's no purpose. So we can be gods to ourselves. So we can call ourselves what we want to call ourselves. We want to rename everything. We want to, we want to take the power of the name away because name deals with intention and purpose and calling and, 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 and assignment. Bless you, Elena. God, God has given an assignment and a purpose to everything created. And so if there is no creator and there is no purpose, we can call things what we want to call them because I feel this way. This is just how I feel. And, and following your feelings has got to be right. Wrong. Wrong. Everything created must be delivered in itself, in its being, because we've got to come into being. It will be delivered from slavery through corrupted leadership. Corruption, again, is the Hebrew word uh, is it, which deals with corruption, dishonest, fraudulent, bribery in authority. To be marred with bribery, destruction, it is the, it is the word altogether break. To bring everything together to destroy it. And corruption is the, is the seed of destruction of every nation. When men and women are lifted into any kind of authority, whether it's governmental authority, whether it's church authority, whether it's business authority, whatever kind of authority that this man or woman gets in that does not know God, nor fear God, nor walk in the ways of God, righteousness, holiness, purity, integrity, character, the fruits of the spirit are not there, love, joy, peace, kindness, temperance, meekness, gentleness. When men and women get in these authority, now that area has now come under slavery. It is under bondage and it is destroyed, it's perishing. Whatever it is, school systems, Hollywood, media outlets, news broadcasts, music, arts, entertainment, sports, football, soccer, 
rugby, whatever area where these men are lifted, these women are lifted that do not fear God or do not know God, they are of another force and another power with another agenda. Well, they, you know, they, they're just in the middle. There is no middle. If you are not for God, you are against God. Well, they're good people and nothing wrong with being good people, but if they've not called upon the name of the Lord, if they've not bowed their knee to the Savior, if not, they don't have their name written in the Lamb's book of life, they are there by another power. If it's not Jesus, there's another power power working there and what is the purpose to steal and to kill and to destroy well no 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 I'm in the middle there is no middle you are either with God or you are against God bless you Davion so good to see you there is no I, I just got one foot here and one foot there I just like them and they don't claim to anything there you you've already picked a side when you don't pick Jesus you picked a side if you are not for me Jesus said you are against me and they said, well, there's people preaching your name that don't walk with us. Rebuke him. He said, no, 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 let them preach. Nevertheless, Jesus is preached. Those that are against me are with me. They're helping me. Even though they're preaching wrong, let them continue to preach. Even though Paul said they're preaching strife and contention and they're preaching selfish lucre and gain, nevertheless, Christ is preached. In the end of the matter, let Jesus be preached. I just preach Jesus. And, and they, they may not know right from wrong they may be backwards just nevertheless let Jesus be preached let Jesus be preached I'm just about done the bondage of corruption is why America is in the problem we are in today moral decay depravity in high places the, the reason South Africa beautiful country full of resources and minerals and treasures in the earth corruption in high places people who take bribes can you be bought? This is why the government don't like people you can't buy. The government don't like people you can't pay for. They, they want to own you. How much do you cost, preacher? How much do you cost, man of God? What is your price? What do you want? This is what the spirit of Jezebel and the spirit of the harlot in the book of Revelation. The Bible says the kings of the earth are drunken with the wine of her fornication and they've eaten from the, her, the table of her delicacies. They, they, she is bribing them with money, with power, with influence, with perversion, with sexuality, with reward, with treasure, or she threatens them with murders. She threatens them to keep these powers in places. But there is a generation, the Bible says, according to the book of Revelation chapter 12, who overcome her by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony because they love not their life. They're not afraid of this thing. They've already died in a previous season and they're gonna take the head off this serpent. I said they overcame, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That's Revelation 12, 1. They overcame them, this force, this power. Verse 11 says, and they, uh, the scriptures is Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 11 says, and they overcame them by the blood of the lamb, him, them, all of the forces of wickedness by the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus, but also the word of my testimony coming together because they didn't fear for their life. If you fear for your life, you've already lost it. If you seek to save it, it's lost. But if you lay it down, you find it. You only get to keep what you lay down. Well, I can't do this. It costs too much. He said, these men and women will take the earth for the glory of God. 
Romans 8.21 says that there is something called bondage and corruption and creation must be delivered. But here is what the Bible tells us. Creation will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into glory and liberty. I said glory and liberty. So liberty is not being me being what I want to be. You know, I'm free in America, so I can live however I want to live. The devil is a liar. That is not liberty. I'm free to worship God. I'm free to serve Jesus. I'm free to obey the Bible. I'm free to live in holiness. I'm free from sin and perversion and wickedness. I'm not free to smoke and to drink and to sip and dip and to slide and glide and to live in pervert. That's not freedom murdering and raping and st and st that's not free L doing whatever i want the word of god for god is that spirit and with the spirit of the lord there is liberty liberty only is found in jesus liberty is not found in lawlessness liberty is not found in uh, in addiction to drugs and alcohol liberty is not found in perversion in murdering and raping and taking children out of their families and 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 that sin to live however we want to live that's not liberty that's lawlessness the law of liberty. James speaks of something called the law of, there is a law of liberty. I don't know why we're getting into this. I'm, I'm trying to finish. James chapter one, verse 22 speaks of, James chapter one, verse 22 says that we have to be doers of the word and not hearers. You've got to do the word. I've got to do the word. I've got to not just hear the word. I've got to do it. Now I'll say this again. You were not saved by works but you are saved for a work there's something you must do with what God gave you and in order for you to do first we must be you will be and then you will do you will be and then you will do the work of God the Hebrew word for or the Greek word for work is the word ergon do the works that I did in greater the the workers the harvest is great, but the workforce is few. Ergonites, workers. And that word ergon is be and then do. The work is being and then doing. We want to do before we be. Jesus lived 33 and a half years. It took him 30 years to be. It took him three years to do. We want to do, we want to be in three years and we want to try to do in 30 years because the being is more important than the doing. You got to be, let their light be, be, be. I've got to be, get it in my, I, I want money. No, 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 no. We don't want money. We want the one who gives us all resource. I don't want money. I want the giver of money. I don't want blessing. I want the giver of blessing. I don't want money. I want the supply of God. I don't want blessing. I want the blesser. I don't want healing. I want the healer. I don't want deliverance. I want the deliverer. I don't want breakthrough. I want the, the breakthrough. The one who brings the, get the source. And we've got to be one with him. Are you hearing me? By the spirit. If any man is a hearer of the word and not a doer, verse 23. If any man is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, he is like a man looking at his face in a mirror. So I've got to not just be a hearer, one who listens, but I've got to be a doer. Now the word doer there is the Hebrew word producer, author, for feeler. But it's also a poetry. See, God wrote your story and you must fulfill what was written about you. But it's also, it's actually a poem. You're a love story. 
God wrote you before the foundation of the world and you are a poet you are one you are one that is is to release the the, the poetry of your life to this generation you are an answer to this world you're a doer you're a poet your poetry in motion God wrote your story the man who hears the word the woman who hears it and does not perform does not fulfill what was written he's like a man that looks at his face in a mirror verse 24 and he beholds himself he looks at himself and goes away and forgets what he looks like have you forgotten what you look like you know when when you hear the word, it's like a man looking at himself in a mirror in the word. You're looking in the word and you open the word and now you're looking in the word and you're seeing in a mirror. Verse 25 says, everyone who looks at the perfect law of liberty, the Bible is the law of liberty and, and continues, continues therein, but be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of his work, that man shall be blessed. I'll read it again. Whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty. So remember, liberty is a law. Freedom is not, I'm free, I'm rich, I can do what I want. Actually, the more God blesses you, the more dependent you have to become. The higher you go, the thinner the air is up there. So the less room for errors there are because you're dealing with principalities and powers and spiritual dimensions. Whoever perceives into the law, the perfect law, and continues in, he, and not be a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in everything he does. But 26 tells us, but if it, the, the Bible says, any of you seem to be religious and bridle not the tongue, the Bible says you deceive his own heart. So this thing's got to get to your heart. This thing's got to get to your spirit. So the Bible says there's something called a law of liberty. The law of liberty is greater than the law of Moses. I don't know if you understood that. The law of, though there is grace, it is enabling power. The law of Moses says don't commit adultery. The law of liberty says don't even lust in your heart. The law of Moses says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. The law of liberty says if they give you one side, you smack the other cheek. You don't give them the flesh. You don't respond in the flesh. Respond in the spirit. The law of Moses says, uh, do, do good to those who do good to you. The law of liberty says, love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. They ask you to go one mile, go two. They ask for your, your shirt, give them your coat as well. That's called the law of liberty. It's actually more, not less. It's not less. It's actually more because you got the Holy Ghost. You're full of the Spirit of God in you. How is that possible? It's not naturally, but by the Holy Ghost. Bless you, Pastor Hyman. Bless you, Sister Morgan. So good to see you. God wants you to realize there is something called the law of liberty. Here is what Romans 8.21, as we conclude and pray. Creation itself shall be delivered from the bondage and slavery of corruption into the doxa, the glory that releases true liberty, true freedom of the sons and daughters of God. This is the only hope for America. This is the only hope for South Africa, the only hope for UK London, only hope for Netherlands. This is the only hope, blessings, Brother Reuben, Minister Reuben. This is the only hope for the nations of the world. It is the liberty 
that God will release as the sons and daughters of God come into maturity. I'll say this again. It is the liberty because everything created is waiting on us. Everything that exists, everything is waiting for the manifestation. Verse 19, as we're done. The sons of God, the daughters of God are God's solution to the earth problems. Right leaders. Does God have power? Yes. Who can he give it to? If God raises you and me, will we bring the purpose of God or will we bring our own purpose? Will we know the kingdom agenda and what the money's for, the power's for, the miracles are for, the glory's for, or will we use the glory for ourselves and then it leave again? That's what happens. Revivals come and go. They don't stay because we don't know what it's for. It's not to have good church. I love good church. You know, I, I love church. I'm a church, I'm a church baby. But I also know that there's something else. There's there's something greater, there's something more than just altar calls and and serving and 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 we've got to do these things. We're not done with these things yet. There's more than that though. There's more than just Wednesdays at seven and 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 Sundays at eleven and hope I make it to heaven. There's more than that. There's a world that needs the light of the glory of God to go into schools and education centers and change. There's God's glory that will go into the, the, the courts of, 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 of nations and into the, the halls of justice where perversion is and sin is and murder is and abortion is and perversion is and child trafficking is and, and death is and, and, and collusion is and, and corruption is in these high. And now the, God raises the Elijah and puts his finger in Ahab and says, you better repent or else. Moses, you will let the people of God go. He said to, he said to Pharaoh, you will let my people go or else. The glory is the or else. Well, apostle, no, sir, no, ma'am. We've got to stand with righteousness and realize who is with us because if God is for us, who can be against us? We've got to discern our job as the ecclesia, the governing power in the earth. It is not a church term. It is a legal term. The ecclesia is the governing legal embassy and ambassadors in the earth realm. And our job is to bring the kingdom of heaven from there to here. Where is that in the Bible? Matthew 6, verse number 6 says when we're praying, we're to pray this way. Go down to Matthew 6. When you pray, pray this way. Verse number 9 tells us. Matthew 6 verse 9 says, After this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Where is the Father? Heaven. Where is the order? Heaven. Where is the life? Heaven. Where is the provision? Heaven. Where is there no sickness, disease? Heaven. But our Father who art in heaven, worship is the key to knowing what we don't know, understanding what we don't understand. I'm out of time. Verse 10 says, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. I, I'm praying the kingdom come. It is a governmental system. The kingdom of God come to the earth. Well, apostle, you know how long Jesus said this 2,000 years ago and thousands of years before that, they were talking about God coming and, and, and you know, we, you know you, you, we, since our father, the Bible says, since our father slept, 
But hear me, the Bible prophesies of one generation that get the keys of the kingdom, the church in whom the gates of hell will not prevail. And he will give to this church the keys, the principles, the secrets of the kingdom. And with these keys, that people, that church, that generation will bind anything on the earth and God will bind it from heaven. And they will loose anything on the earth and God will loose it from heaven. They have kingdom authority. And the kingdom of God will come and the will of God will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. I, I'm going to say it. It's a fairy tale. It is not. Jesus preached Matthew 4, the message of 17, Matthew 4. There is one message of Jesus. The kingdom is at hand. Rethink what you think you know. From that time, Jesus began to repeat, repent, for the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is, repent, rethink. Who is he preaching to? He's preaching to Jewish folks. They're swinging incense and cutting up animals and, 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 and they're offering sacrifice and they're doing all these things. He said, this is wonderful, but enough of this. Enough of this. I need you now to rethink. I need you now to see in a different way the good news of the kingdom. Repent for the kingdom is at hand. Look at verse 23 of the same chapter. And Jesus went about Galilee teaching in their synagogues. Listen, hear me. God is going to visit the churches with men and women who are on kingdom assignments. The decision starts at the house judgment. And that's not anger. It's an opportunity for repentance. God will raise up men and raise up women to go into synagogues, churches, systems, religious structures with the kingdom. And they're going to kick them out. These men will be kicked out. They will be cast out. It will be too much power. But once they reject them, then it'll go to the world. Jesus came preaching and teaching in the synagogues the good news of the kingdom, healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. So what is it? We've preached the gospel. It's called the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom message, the reinstitution of Genesis 1 26. I'm done now. Let's pray. You're listening to me. I want to tell you, you are one of those who were meant to rule. I've got good news. You serve a kingdom who's making you a king. For Revelation 5.10 says, I've made you kings and priests and you will reign upon the earth. They can put that up. Revelation 5 verse 10 says, I've made you kings. I've made you priests and you will reign upon the earth. I need to pray with you. God has made us to God kings and priests and we're made to rule. God, I pray over these men now under the sound of my voice. We've entered a new place and a new space. There is a new era we have stepped into. Help us to discern the season and the time. I pray that we would not bring old things into new spaces and new places. That we would repent. We would rethink. And that God, you would allow the work of the Spirit to finish in each man and each woman. That which is good and that which is whole. I pray now over every heart, over every man, over every woman, over every son, over every daughter. They were made for the glory of God. They are the sons and daughters of God who will carry. If you can hear me, if you're under the sound of my voice, 
You are the last generation. I don't know why he picked us, but God does. And I want to tell you, I know something. There's something in you that wasn't in any other generation. And that's why he saved the best for last. And the last generation shall be the first. We will step into preeminence. Kingdom authority as kings and priests. And we will take by force everything the devil sought to take from America, from California, from San Diego, from Riverside, from Cape Town, from Pretoria, from South Africa, from UK, from London, from Netherlands. God said, I'm going to do it in this generation. And I need a I've got power. All I need is a vessel. I've got a I've got kingdom power. I've got limitless resource. I've got angels that'll work with you. I just need a man and a woman who knows their God. And those that know their God will know what will, will do great exploits. Like Daniel, they will change a generation through five kings Daniel ruled. Like Esther, they will bring deliverance to the genocide coming to the children of God. Like Joseph, Joseph will step into the palace and bring preservation where there was sure destruction coming because God had a man he prepared beforehand year after year. He prepared the man for where he was going and God raised up the man or woman to put him in the palace to interpret the dream. And though the, there was sure destruction coming that would have destroyed all of the land, God had a Joseph, God had a Daniel, God had a Moses, God had an Esther, God had, God had a Solomon, a David who would rise up in that hour and be used you are that man you are that woman and you've got to believe it and you've got to know it and you've got to prepare yourself for what is already here raise them up God and infuse them with glory and with power and with provision and with strength in their inner man I pray it according to your power in the name of Jesus somebody say amen somebody say thank you Jesus Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.